Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Let's Build That App podcast. Hope you're doing well today. Hope you're having a good day. And I hope I'm going to be able to provide you with some sense of entertainment and maybe some sense of joy for your very, very long commutes to work. Or maybe you're going home right now and you just want to listen to some guy ramble on about Swift and programming and how much it's going to change your lives. In today's lesson, I would like to talk about kind of my experiences as a programmer in a computer science program, as well as what it feels like to work in the real world at a software company in the Silicon Valley. And basically the question I want to address in today's episode is whether or not it's worth your time and money to study a four-year degree in college and uh, whether it's the right thing for you to do. Because let's face it, a four-year degree is pretty expensive. I think it's going to cost upwards of $100,000 to $150,000 in the United States. So this is a decision that you definitely want to make uh, with care and a detail. And so let me begin by telling you how it's been like for me at a Silicon Valley startup company. And when you're inside of one of these offices eight hours a day or maybe even more, you're actually not doing a whole lot of coding from scratch and committing that code to the repository. A lot of what is involved as a software engineer typically revolves around Google searching for solutions that you're tasked to actually solve. So for example, if you're working at a cryptocurrency company, your boss is probably going to want to know what the latest trends are for uh, crypto such as Bitcoin or Ethereum, right? Well, your job is to find the easiest solution to maybe draw a graph on some kind of browser so that you can easily determine whether or not Bitcoin is rising or Ethereum is dropping. And the easiest way to find a solution that will allow you to render out charts is to Google for maybe some cheap graph chart rendering package. And there are a lot of different frameworks that will allow you to do this. And so a company that's actually a startup might not have the money to license out the paid packages that will do a really good job at rendering out graphs. And instead, what you'll find yourself doing is to try out many of the open source and free solutions until you find a package that can support what you're trying to do, you know, at the cheapest price. And uh, hopefully your boss is going to allow you to actually use one of these charts and uh, hopefully you're not going to break any of the licensing agreements. So that's kind of what the real world looks like. You're just doing a lot of Googling, a lot of web searching until you find a blog post that can actually lead you to your answer. And initially I thought this was kind of strange. I didn't expect this to be my eight to 10 hour day at a software company. And so I wanna actually draw some contrast to the example I gave of a real world problem, you know, drawing graphs at a company, right? Uh, In computer science, what you actually do a lot of times is they give you some problems that aren't exactly all that practical and expect you to solve them. So for example, they will always, always, always try to teach you how to implement a linked list, try to try to traverse it, and also how to traverse a tree and you know maybe a binary tree and some kind of other sorted tree of some kind. Well, you know, all of this stuff is actually really useful, but the way they teach you all this stuff is not all that interesting. And uh, for me, I actually do a lot better when I'm faced with a problem that I actually want to solve. So for example, if I don't know the point of 
learning about a tree and whether or not it's balanced, uh, I won't be able to solve it or even understand most of the concepts that they're trying to teach me. And I felt like in computer science, all of the courses that I've taken, that was the kind of mindset that I had. I really didn't understand exactly why they were teaching me things, you know, things such as abstract classes, object-oriented programming, interfaces, and things of that nature. I just thought it was really confusing. It wasn't that I didn't pick it up. I just never really understood why that stuff was actually being taught. And uh, it didn't really sink in until maybe three or four years of real world experience as to kind of why I was learning all that stuff. And I think real world problems can actually teach you a whole lot more compared to what you learn in computer science. But it's kind of difficult to compare the two because before you can actually understand real world problems, you really have to have somewhat of a solid fundamental background in some of the stuff like how to actually perform loops, how to implement classes and all that good stuff. So in computer science, it's not all that exciting. Uh, it's kind of boring if you know I recall correctly, but nonetheless, it's actually something that you have to go through. It's an experience and uh, four years definitely seems like a long time, but it really goes by rather quickly. So I think I have one final story that I want to share with you. And it's about the most valuable thing that I picked up from my computer science days at UC Berkeley. So whenever you are trying to decide if you want to become a computer science major at UC Berkeley or Cal, uh, they make you take these really, really simple, or not simple, but the basic introductions of kind of computer science. And it's a really, really hard course. Uh, it's actually called CS61A. If you Google that term, CS61A fall 2018, you'll be able to find the course curriculum and uh, you can take a look at exactly what they teach you in that class. So don't be afraid if you read up on that curriculum and you find a lot of the terms really confusing because some of the stuff they teach you in there is actually really, really hard, um, if I recall correctly. So the most valuable thing that I got out of this course was actually being able to kind of read the compiler of this language called Scheme. And so Scheme is basically some kind of dialect of Lisp, I think. And it is a functional programming language, which means it's very different compared to the procedural style that we program in Swift, Java, JavaScript, or even C. And so the functional programming has a lot to do with recursion. And a recursion actually plays a huge part in how you think about programming. And it's a really, really super valuable thing to learn. And I, I learned that at Cal. And so like I was saying, being able to read the entire entire compiler was really, really difficult. And they actually make you do that, I think, halfway through the first computer programming course. And so what you actually can see after that week is that I think half of the students typically will just give up on the intro course to computer science at UC Berkeley. And uh, all the people that you kind of met in the beginning of the course, you kind of make friends and you... I get to see who's there, but a lot of those people will no longer be there at the end of the course. And uh, I actually ended up getting an A- in that course, which I was pretty proud of. 
Okay, so those are some of my experiences as a student of computer science. Now, I'm going to wrap it up by telling you that it's not absolutely necessary to have a degree in CS to actually get a job in the Silicon Valley as a programmer. Uh, I know a lot of companies out there that have complete teams of different types of programmers that do not have computer science backgrounds. Uh, some people have data science as their major. Some people are actually philosophy majors and they program just fine. So maybe that's going to help you out, maybe not, but hopefully that will kind of help you understand what real world program looks like compared to computer science classes. So if you want to become an iOS developer like me, maybe you can check out the courses at letsbuildthatapp.com. Uh, currently I'm working on releasing a couple of new courses and one of those courses is a podcast course where we learn how to develop a fully functional application that allows you to play audio uh, kind of in the foreground as well as when the application is backgrounded. So there's going to be a lot of features that I'll teach you how to build out and it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully you check that out. If you go on the website at letsbuildthatapp.com slash course slash podcast, you can watch the demo of that video as well as the first lesson, which is completely free. And uh, in that lesson, I'll teach you how to tackle really, really long and sophisticated projects such as the podcast application one step at a time. So hopefully you go check that out. I think you'll find it interesting. And that's going to be it for me today. Uh, hopefully I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye, guys.